Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. So, hi and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. Today, and all today, we're talking to Merrick Rosenberg. Now, that's a name and a half. And I'm, I'm betting, I'm betting Merrick is from the States. What do you say, Merrick? I am. That is true. Thanks for having me, Russell. That's a celebrity name, isn't it? That really is. It's one of those names, isn't it? I couldn't have designed that name. Between yours I, and mine, I mean, you know, we've set the world alight. I've always thought I should just drop Rosenberg and be like Sting and just go with Merrick. I thought Merrick. that would be the way to go. Well, isn't Merrick uh, the Elephant Man? Isn't it? Isn't it is that That's like true. That? It's the last name. It's funny because it means that uh, La Mer is ruler of the sea, which is like the only place on this planet I cannot go. I could, I, I'd get nauseous standing on a floating dock. So it's pretty really? ironic. <laughs> well, it's a delight to um, have you with us today. And we're going to talk about personality and resilience. And... Um, so give us a bit of a, uh, just a quick flavor of what it is you currently do and then um, we'll get cracking. You know, personality plays out in everything we do. And I teach people how to step into the power of their personality, how to use their personality to drive their success. And, and both not in the real life, you know, outside of the workplace and uh, in their relationships with their families, how do you use your personality so that it helps you instead of injures you? Yeah. And I know you run a successful organization. So what, 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 is it, what is it you did in the past? How did you get to where you are today? So a quickie. I, I originally back in 1991, I graduated from, from school and I was all excited and I, I got my first job and I was like, oh my gosh, these people are so dysfunctional. They don't work together well. They don't like their manager. And I was like, that's it. I went back, got an MBA on an organizational behavior to learn how to teach people how to work together better and uh, create a good culture and started one of the first team building companies was team builders plus uh, in the United States. There were literally about a half a dozen team building firms wow. at the time and mm -hmm. uh, pioneered that world and discovered personality styles in 94 and then been having fun with them ever since. Yeah. Right. So let's get cracking then. Excellent news. So let's start at the very beginning and tell us what personality is. So when you think about our personality, it, it's, how are we showing up? What are the behaviors we're displaying? But it's not just what we display, it's our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. And, and how are we, you know, how are we acting in different situations, but also what's driving those actions underneath? So it's some sort of like, almost like a primeval coding system in a way, is it? Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of times people think, well, you can change people like your spouse. And I always say, yeah. good luck with that, because there's clearly hard wiring there. Yes. 
And that's fascinating, isn't it? So would you say that some element of personality is genetic? Uh, without a doubt. In fact, there's been data that says that even in utero, you can tell the difference between introverts and extroverts, that, yes. that, that extroverts are far more active. And, and anybody who has two children, you know, there was nothing that you could have done that could have changed them so that they would have been alike. They're just, yes. from day one, we're so fundamentally different. Yeah. And, and I find the whole subject fascinating because you've got the whole Freudian thing, the Jungian thing, you know, and then that leads on to Myers-Briggs and DISC and all that sort of all malarkey. And then you've got uh, sort of all the new stuff around neuroscience and you've got the big five, of course. And sure. actually, it's quite hard for anyone to make sense of personality because actually there seems to be not necessarily conflicting information about it. But as, as our understanding has moved on, our perception of what makes personality up has changed, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think the challenge has been that there's been so many different types of assessments and models yeah. and they're just not very user friendly and, and people have a hard time even remembering, wait, what am I? You know, take the Myers-Briggs, wait, am I an E, N, wait, what's the P again? And, yeah. and it's, it's an exercise in self-awareness, which is powerful because the most successful people are self-aware, but yeah. they don't even remember the styles or the types. And so how is it really helping them? Yeah. And the point of personality, like everything else, I'm guessing, is not so much what it is, it's what it means and what you do with it. That counts, actually, isn't it? I mean, other, otherwise, what's the point? Sure. How are you impacting the people around you? And I, I talk about that all the time, that are you imposing your personality on those in your life? Yes. And, and in a funny sort of way, that's interesting, isn't it? Because actually, it's quite hard not to, because it's if it's hardwired, it's not as if we are that aware or that cognizant of actually how we are, if it's at such a deep level. So it must be hard to make a change at a personality that type level. Sure, but I always tell people, you're not changing your personality, you're flexing in the moment based on what that person needs. So if you're yeah. talking to somebody who needs a tremendous amount of detail, but you're just not a detailed person, yeah. In the moment, can you provide more information and, and structure? Sure. Yeah. It may take energy because you don't have that hardwiring. But yeah. if you're flexing to them, then guess what? They get their needs met and you get your needs met too. Yeah. And that's the key, isn't it? Absolutely. So it's, it's the confluence of personality that makes it work. Um, so your, your ideas are based on DISC, D-I-S-C. You need an O on the end of that just to get the song really going. Right. Um, just give us a 20-second overview of DISC, if you would, and then we can understand your system. Sure. Well, the interesting thing about DISC is that nobody owns DISC. DISC was in a book back in 1928 by William Marston called The Emotions of Normal People. Yeah. And, uh, and, and nobody owns it. But, but I'll tell you, back in the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, DISC became very popular. It's a four-style assessment, a four-style model that, that gives you a sense of how are you interacting with others in the world? And, and I can walk you through the four styles. And I, I don't even use DISC anymore. I tried yep. to make it a little more user-friendly, but, yeah, yeah. but it's very prevalent. It's, it's probably the most uh, widely used assessment in corporations around the world. Yeah. Now, I've seen something similar to this using dogs. And what sure. someone had done is they said, you know, what's really interesting about personality or about any sort of assessment thing is uh, a bit like the De Bono ideas, thinking hats. What they'd done is created pack types, and they had a, a Labrador and an Alsatian and a. Uh, a they, mind, there's so many dogs, and then they had one category called cat, which is everybody that's not a dog, which I thought was hilarious. That is but, I mean, awesome. It's so complicated. I mean, I mean, how do you work out 73 you know versions of what a dog is? And you've come up with a a much simpler idea, which I think has a a power because of its immediacy in terms of communication. So what, what was your starting idea for 
I, I shall do the, the Hitchcock, Hitchcock noise in a minute. Yeah, it, you know, for me, it was this, this notion that we needed to make it more visual, that we're visual learners. We, we, we see things and we remember them and, and people just weren't remembering whether they called personalities letters or colors. Yeah. And, and so for me, I linked them to four birds and, and I had to link them to birds that were very positive. Uh, you know, if, I, if it was the, the linking personality Ocha. to fish, yeah, you couldn't pick <laughs> a shark. Nobody wanted to be the shark, uh, but, <laughs> but you had to pick four birds that, that everybody could relate to and the four birds do parallel the disc styles. Yeah, and I'm looking behind you because these four, these aren't just any old birds. I mean, these have been turned into, I mean, they're almost works of art sitting behind you. They're absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I'll tell you what's fascinating is on when I work with a company on every desk, there is a, what I call a desktop bird. I'll sometimes yeah. go into an organization and there are hundreds and hundreds of them. On every single desk, there is an eagle, a parrot, a dove, or an owl. And so when you walk into that office, you know exactly what the personality of that individual yeah. is. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you mentioned the fish. And of course, there was the fish from uh, the Seattle street market. And um, I mean, that, again, got too complicated, didn't it, by its very nature. And I think what's great about yours is yours is very easy to understand. I mean, I forget, I think it was Einstein that said I had to, no, or Van Gogh, I said he had to, had to become a very old man to be able to communicate simply like a child. And yes. I think that's what the beauty of this is. It's really straightforward. So you've got four birds, and I'm guessing those four birds represent a style of behavior, something along those lines? Yes, and, and of course, we're not just one of them. We are a combination of, of them, but, but, but I'll walk you through. I'll give you a sense, and, and I'll show you. The beauty is you don't have to memorize it because yeah. it's already intuitive. It's you know, when you, when you have like that, that letter D, there's a translation step. You have to say, okay, wait, D represents this, and therefore these are the behaviors. Okay, now I know. Whereas when I say an eagle, what do you think of? If I were to say, okay, here's this person, they are an eagle. What yeah. kind of traits would you, what do you think? What do you think they would be like? Well, yeah, the obvious thing would be the proud um, leader, dynamic, thrusting, you know, that yes, sort of exactly. thing. extrovert, all that sort of thing. You got it. Take and you've charge. got a bald headed, you've got a bald headed American eagle going on there. So <laughs> it we, is true. It's not a Trump eagle, I'm hoping. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Although I do think he is an eagle, but but yeah. but with the dial turned up a lot. Yeah, and the uh, hair did differently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you have it. The eagle is confident, they're assertive, they're taking yeah. charge. But a parrot has very different energy. What do you think of when you think of a parrot? Well, you see, I think I think the parrot one's quite intriguing because I get the other three quite straightforward. But I was I was listening to one of your talks and you were talking about the parrot being fun, and I suppose it is. It's fun. It's cheeky. It's um, again. Would you say more extrovert? Um, Absolutely. Good because they're so talkative. Yeah, yeah, very social. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, I always joke they'll never win the quiet game. <laughs> You're driving along with your children, say, "Who can stay quiet the longest?" And the parrot would be like, "No, not me." Yeah. <laughs> they're talkative, they're fun, they're outgoing, social, charismatic. But you can feel we dial that energy down. Now, picture a dove. When you yes. think of a dove, what comes to mind? Yeah, the calm, peace, caring, gentle, kindly. You know, right? It's, and and it's what you're that. seeing. Exactly. And what you're seeing is it's so intuitive. I don't even need to teach it to you. And this is yeah. what happens in at conferences or in the training room. I don't yeah. need to spend an hours teaching a model. It's so intuitive. 
they get it within moments. How about the yes. last one, which is the owl that comes to mind? Well, obviously the most important one of the four, one would have said the one with <laughs> wisdom, knowledge, um, standing back, slightly aloof, not necessarily a bad thing, ref more reflective, I'm guessing, all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Behind the scenes, they want to make sure it's right. They're very yeah. analytical. We always think of them as wise because they're so knowledge-based. They want to gather information and they're yeah. thoughtful. And, and, and you can see the difference that each one of those has such a different style. And, and when you understand that, you first you have to understand your own style so you don't impose it on others. But if you can also read other people quickly, then you can flex very fast. So here's a question, which is a, and I know already this is a daft question, but I'm gonna ask you it anyway. Which of those styles is the most resilient? So it's interesting because they are each impacted in different ways by yeah. stress. Stre and, and in this world, what's been happening in the world, there's just a lot of stress uh, for sh lately in 2020 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they each are resilient in different ways. In other words, if you have someone who's a parrot, they do go with the flow. Parrots are like, it's all good. Life is good. What, what should we worry about? And they are actually very resilient because they don't focus on the negative. In fact, they yeah. only remember the positive. Uh, the doves, tend to internalize stress. And so while they may look like they're fine, they may be having a very rich inner experience and, and holding on to the issues and, and, and you know, ruminating on what's happened. So, so yeah. sometimes for them, it may be a little bit harder for them to rebound very quickly. Yeah. The, the owls, it, it's funny, if they have a process and a plan and they can see the structure and they can see that this will work out because we're organizing every step of the way, they're actually fairly resilient. Yeah. Okay, this crisis has happened, but I can see exactly how to work my way out of it. Okay, let's do it. Eagles are so future focused when crisis happens, when challenges hit, they're like, hey, we had learning. What are you going to do? Let's yeah. focus on the on the future and let's let's just advance. So so they they respond to crises and issues differently. So you can take any sort of scenario and you can understand that you approach that scenario by thinking about the traits of that personality type or animal. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, sorry, it's a note of massive distraction here for a second. You're from Philadelphia. Isn't there some connection with eagles in Philadelphia? I mean, I'm it not is, an American, but I'm sure there's true. something. It is true. The Philadelphia Eagles are, it's, it, it is perhaps a coincidence, but yes, that's, that is oh, our sorry, I didn't know Philly. that. I just wondered about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it? true. I, I mean, I know about the cheesesteaks, but I mean, uh, that, that's fascinating. So, so, so you've developed this idea and obviously you talk about it, you run sessions about it. And I, I understand you've written a couple of books about it as well. So it might be a great point of access for people to think about the books. So tell me about those. I, I wanted people to not just read a a psychological assessment of, of personality and make it very, um, uh, you know, almost scholarly. I wanted yeah, it to be very fun and accessible. So I wrote a series of fables. So my, my last book, uh, The Chameleon, Life-Changing Wisdom for Anyone Who Has a Personality or Knows Someone Who Does. I figured that would cover everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a series of 22 fables and, and some of them are funny, some of them are more powerful. Uh, but they teach you all these lessons of how does personality play out throughout all different aspects of your life. And you see yourself in the story. Can you, can you give me an example or a taster of one of them? Sure, sure. So I, I, my wife one day, she came to me and, and I'm the parrot style. Just I go with the flow. My wife is the owl, very logical and analytical. One day she came to me and she said, 
I see how you live your life and you're so spontaneous and I want to bring that into my life. I, and here's what I'm going to do. I have decided that from now on, every Tuesday, I'm going to make spontaneity day. Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, you do see the irony in that, right? I mean, you're planning for spontaneity. <laughs> yes. She's yes. like, I see, but I'm going to do it. Yes. And, I, and I thought, and I said, that's a great foundation for a fable. So what I wrote in one of the fables is called Spontaneity Day. And it's about how this parrot wants to just be more organized and more structured because they see they need to bring that into their life. And the owl wants to just let it all go and, and just be spontaneous. And how we watch them in action trying to be someone who they're not and how that just doesn't work. And yes. that what we can honor and appreciate somebody else and what they bring to a relationship but we don't have to change our personality to be someone who we're not. No. And so we, we get to see what happens in the, the day in the life of this owl and this parrot uh, interacting and, and facing challenges in a way that's really not them. And, and that's just, it's just hard to do. So yes. it, I show people accept who you are honor and honor the people around you. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting isn't it? because we've been talking about these things as being quite um, identifiably unique almost but I mean, you alluded to this earlier when you talked about the fact they can blend because actually there will be people who can particularly, they, they, they seem like all four even, or three yeah. or two of those things. So do you yeah. have primary most secondaries? People, yeah, most people have two that are pretty strong for you. Yeah. Uh, some people have three. It's the rare individual that can do all four equally well. Yeah. Uh, you know, you take somebody, I'll give you an example. Take like an, an eagle and an owl combination. This is somebody who, I want it now and I want it right. They have yeah. very high expectations of themselves and others versus someone who is like a parrot and an eagle combination. They're both, they're fast paced, they're charismatic, they're motivational, they're spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we combine them to form your overall personality, which is not just one of them, but yeah. probably a couple of them playing out. And I'm guessing you've, um, you've come up with some form of assessment because obviously it's too attractive for people to say, Hey, I want to be the Eagle because that looks fab and dynamic, yes. even though everybody else knows in the galaxy, they're not. So, yeah. so exactly. how do you, how do you, how do you manage the assessment of that? Yeah. People go online. They can go to takeflightlearning.com. They can actually get an assessment. Uh, they can, uh, they take a, a profile and then they get a report and you can, you get some graphs, you see what your style is. You can see, I'm. Um, um, primary eagle, secondary parrot, low owl, uh, but it's a pretty quick assessment. You actually don't need, uh, this is not one of those profiles you need hundreds of questions. It's, it's 24 and you're done. And, um, and of course, the point of it is, well, what do you do with it? And I think uh, I was, again, listening to your talk, that was your thrust, wasn't it? It wasn't, it's not enough just to know, it's, it's, it, it's what it means. That's the key, isn't it? Yeah, it's how do you apply this? And, and an example would be is this idea that, that we believe our personality, our style is the right way. There's a George Carlin quote I love. He says, anyone driving slower than you is an idiot and anyone driving faster than you is a maniac <laughs> because we just assume our way is the right way and then we impose it on others. So for example, if you were in the workplace and you were an owl leader, you probably create a structure, a workplace that's very organized, a lot of standard operating procedures and tracking data and, and timelines and milestones. But what if you're managing a whole group of parrots? Yes. They feel constrained and boxed in. And, and so that's the challenge is that we need to be able to 
recognize, am I imposing my style on others? Do I do that at work? Am I doing that at home with my spouse or my children? And, and what's the message I'm sending and how does it impact them? And it's not saying one's better than the other. It's, it's understanding how to make the best of each one, I'm guessing, is it? And it's valuing what each of us brings to the relationship. I look at my wife and, and she's the owl. Now I have a master's degree in business. She's a psychologist, but who handles our checkbook? Well, uh, she does. She's the owl. I'm the yes. parrot. I, you know, you don't give me the checkbook. I'm like, thought, looks good. I thought, I thought it was cause she's the woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is pure style. That's the beauty of it. It's that, 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 you know, we go to buy a new car and we have to bargain. Well, do you think an owl, she's a secondary dove. How do you think buying a new car and haggling, that is not comfortable for, for an owl dove. But as a parrot for me with a secondary eagle, it's the challenge. It's the thrill of buying a new car is fun. So even if we're going to go get a new car for her, I do all the talking. If we're managing the checkbook, she does that because she likes to do it. She wants to make sure it's right. I don't judge her because she doesn't like to haggle. She doesn't judge me because I don't want to handle a checkbook. We accept each other's strengths. We each play a role that, that capitalizes on who we are and, and it strengthens the relationship. It's like the yin yang. It's like we, we yeah. complement each other. Yes. That's interesting. And, and in your books and the way you've talked about things, what it seems to me you're doing is you're, um, you're attempting to make, oops, you're attempting to make a complicated idea simple. You're attempting to make an idea it's accessible and obviously there are going to be some highbrow people out there who are going to look down and say, that just, this doesn't, I mean, birds, I mean, birds, what's this about, you know? And actually it's not for those people really, is it? It's not for those people who think they're already experts in this. It's really, it's, it really seems to me is it's power seems to be the accessibility, the gateway to the subject. Yeah. It, it, it's not necessary for someone who, who loves the big five and is so focused on all the research and, and psychological data. This is for someone who says, I, I want to be able to build a stronger relationship with the people around me. And if I can meet someone quickly and say, oh, that person is an eagle yeah. and I'm a dove. And when they're very direct and blunt, that's, they're, not, they're not being insensitive. That, that's just them being them and I got to accept them for it. And, it. and what I find is it removes the drama in the relationships because when you accept somebody and you replace judgment with acceptance, that drama just melts away and you have a stronger relationship. Yes. Okay. And how do you think, um, how do you think the idea sort of like impacts on a sort of a corporate or a family culture? Because obviously, unless you actually widen it out into a, gr into a wider group, it doesn't sort of take hold, does it? It, the power is when, when you have a group of people who can all speak the same language. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're, have that family unit and your spouse and your two kids understand the styles, you get it. Like you, you understand that uh, the parrot child is going to be talking a lot. You understand that the dove child is maybe not going to be as assertive, but they're going to be very sensitive and you have to pay attention to how you talk to them. And yeah. when you have, they can all talk that language. It, it's incredibly powerful when, when somebody can say to you, uh, you're giving, they're, they're an owl and you're giving them information and you just say, oh, here you go, just do this. And they're like, uh, owl? <laughs> and, and, it, and it says so much. It says, you know, I, I'm not getting as much detail as I need in a very non-judgmental way, using the birds to convey my needs. And, yes. and the more people who know it, the more it becomes a common language. Yes. And I think, and, and, and I'm being criticized for something being too simplistic, is, is almost the greatest compliment of all, really, because as long as you get it, it doesn't really matter. 
and um, uh, I, I like it. And actually, I can see a great application in education for kids and for um, you know sort of certain types of industries which are much more creative because actually it's such a creative idea. It's and the the characters are brilliantly drawn and realized and such like I absolutely adore it. I think it's great. Thank you. I, I, I felt like I feel like for, for children, especially in education, how amazing would it be if teachers understood the personality styles? I, I yeah. can remember when my kids were little, we I have one child who's a parrot, one who's an owl, which is pretty coincidental that I'm a parrot, my wife is an owl. It doesn't always work like that. Yeah, the favorites. Uh, favorites. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, that's how it played out for us. And and I can remember going to school and back to school night where we meet the teachers, and every year we heard the same thing. The, the teacher of my owl child would say, he's such a good student, but he needs to speed up because he's, he's not getting his work done because he wants it done so perfectly. And I feel like saying, I always felt like saying, I wish I could just say, yeah, because he's an owl. And, and when I would meet with my parrot, my parrot child's teachers, they would say, he's got to slow down. He makes too many mistakes. He's always talking to his friends. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, he's a parrot. <laughs> and if you understood that, and if we could talk that language, you could teach him based on who he is. And, and teachers do that. They impose their style on their students, just as managers do, just as parents do. Yeah, and you just come up with a different way to express it because you could be calling this red, pink, green, purple. I, it could be anything, sure. couldn't it? It doesn't matter. Sure. You just come up with a very accessible way of getting it. I love that. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So if people want to find out more, uh, just tell us about those books because I noticed they're available both on Amazon.com and Amazon.co.uk. And uniquely yes. with, I mean, often I look at these things and we have authors on here and they've got 14 reviews and they're all great and half of them have bought, you know, I shouldn't say that, should I? Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. But I mean, you've got 128 on there and uh, you know, a very high score, so congrats, because I know there's oh, thank a you. tough audience out there. Um, so, so and again, anyway, how do we find out your stuff? Tell us, tell us all about it. Yeah, if you go to, uh, it, certainly the books are available on Amazon, The Chameleon uh, will really teach you about yourself. Uh, it also comes in, in an audio version on Audible. Uh, if you go to takeflightlearning.com, you can uh, learn more about the training programs. And I'll even offer you a little something. You can take an assessment and get like a little mini version of a profile. So if you were to text uh, the phrase personality wins, all one word, personality wins to the number 33777. Uh, personality wins to 33777. And you can get a free uh, little profile, a little assessment of uh, and see which bird are you. And just add a 001 on the front of that if you're in the UK, I'm guessing, yes, so that'd yes. be great. Um, Merrick's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed our time together. And I uh, really, you know, as someone in the same world as you, I just think, I just think what you've done is awesome. Thank you so Thank much you. for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me. You take care. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.